This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. We make decent money, but every week I go out for groceries, it's like another dollar up, another dollar, another dollar. Uh, Everything I like to buy costs more money. Just buying food, you know, it takes over like a quarter or third of my income. Oh, over the last few months, it's uh, to the point where I don't even hardly shop anymore. It's uh, ridiculous to go in the store and you can't buy meat. Eggs are even, you go in and you just... Like I came out with two small bags and paid over a hundred dollars. So listen, that's the thing, people. You, we're not the only one feeling that. A whole lot of folks. We just, you know, we know prices are high. It sucks, but you know what? Twenty days from now, midterms, and I think it's important. And here, really, in Mid Missouri, I mean, look, people like David Tyson Smith. He'll win his election, Democrat state lawmaker uh, in the Columbia area. Uh, but otherwise, John, we're pretty good. If if we look at Schmidt Valentine, if we look at Mark Alford versus Jack Truman, <laughs> has anybody? I've seen nothing. What does that guy look like? Have you seen a picture of him? I am that. I envision. I, I just. I swear to God, I'm. I envision Truman the Tiger, <laughs> F.R.O. Field. That's what I envision. Envision. Maybe that's who Jack Truman is. Maybe he's Truman the Tiger. I. What do you know of Jack Truman, Marsh? Little or nothing. Yeah. I, I pulled him up on Ballotpedia and said, no, yeah, yeah, that must be him. <laughs> uh, I've not, uh, in, in, unless he's got one now, um, have not been able to find campaign stuff on him. Uh, I don't know if it's just the token like, hey, listen, uh, Democrats, uh, we got to have somebody in this fourth congressional district race. We know he's not going to win, but, oh, and let's find somebody who's got a Missouri-esque name. How about how about Danforth? No, look what he did in that Senate race with John F. Wood. We don't want that uh, kind of Missouri name. Uh, uh, Truman. Nothing more Truman than Jack Truman. Yeah, a Democrat with the name of Truman in Missouri. You may, you may be on to something. Yeah, I mean, that's about what it is. Why should you vote for me? Well, I'm a Democrat, and my last name's Truman. That's How's work? What do you know about this Jack yeah, Truman guy? A distant relative, I'm serious. Uh, Harry, Harry Truman. <laughs> Are you serious? Wow. I mean, very distant. That's that's my understanding. Can we all give ourselves a round of applause yeah, yeah. for making that deduction that even because without knowing? The, and here's the yes, absolutely. Uh, President Truman, obviously people think of him as independence. That's where his presidential library is. And I've been there many times, but he grew up in Lamar, where where this Jack Truman is. Um, Jack Truman doesn't have a lot of money, um, but what I will tell you about him, and I have reached out to him. I've actually I want to interview him because I'd like to. I'd like our our listeners, even for a news story, to be able to hear what he has to say. He's just our congressional candidate, one of them of the of the two major parties. I've not heard back from him, but what I will tell you is he is going to almost all the small towns because I follow him on Twitter. El Dorado Springs, or he'll be in Stockton, or he'll be in Knob Noster. He seems to, Clinton, the, the smaller towns, that's where he's going. And I see him posting stuff, but he just doesn't have a lot of money. Um, this district, Brandon, I think it's worth just saying very again, very quickly, it was not all that long ago, completely Democrat. All those counties were, they voted straight Democratic. Uh, up through the 90s, uh, Ike Skelton was the congressman in that area, and he, he'd have to get that kind of a turnout for that. To, and it's just the the the, uh, the landscape obviously has changed. Nonetheless, he is campaigning pretty hard. He just doesn't have any money. Uh, and money helps when you're campaigning for it does. fourth it congressional. Does. But I have reached out to him. I have. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we've got some lawmaker from out of district, and we've had... <laughs> 
I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we get lawmakers from out of district all the time, and this guy is, what's the word I'm looking for? And I don't know him personally. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but if you were to follow uh, what he does when he watches our video, and by the way, you can watch the show on our Facebook page. You can Boom. watch on our YouTube channel, Wake Up Mid-Missouri, but he's leaving comments. I guess best is troll. Is that the word I'm looking for? Just trolling? Yeah, yeah. He's trying to pick an argument. Yeah. And we that's fine. You want to do that. That's that's what the Facebook page is, is there for. But then it's gotten to uh, where he's sending emails. And so having some context on this guy already, he sends me an email and he says, hey, uh, you know, I'd like to come out of your come on your show. <laughs> and I said, well, we'll politely decline your invitation at this time because there's no reason, there's no session, you're out of district, nothing working on that that you uh, are talking about that will impact an audience here in mid-Missouri. And he says, and I read it as fairly smug. Again, it's, you know, it's an email. But it says, well, do you ever have Democrats on your show? And if so, who? Mm-hmm. Like, he was asking for credentials. Yeah. I, I, and I, I said, well, Claire McCaskill, David Tyson Smith, Brianna Lennon, Kip Kendra, and I listed... And, He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, and and here's the other thing. I, I I know I know I've seen his um his comments and and definitely when there's an issue because he does sponsor some bills that are big but they're not in session and when that happens I'm sure we'll have him on. I'm a little taken aback. <laughs> no, we won't. Okay, maybe, maybe we won't. <laughs> no. I don't want to. Sp- I don't want to speak for you, obviously. <laughs> but the uh, the tone of his comments are. Uh, yeah. Well, the point is, we do have Democrats on this show. Well, in. To Brian's point, you can tell he's not even listening to the show. He's just commenting random topics in paragraph form, hoping hoping that we bite on something. Yeah, he's fishing. He's fishing off a low water bridge, dropping the worm, not catching a bite but, there. Goes over to this co- cove, drops a worm, and these fish don't bite. And the the, the other listeners are kind of taking <gasps> yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite. My favorite is that none of us, I don't even think, have replied. Uh, but the Wake Up Columbia family members are like, "Oh no, dude! Like, <laughs> we got you." Oh, so yeah. I've replied to just like a couple. Okay. Um, but yesterday. Uh, Pat and Emily and a couple others had our back in the comments. Um, Pat have actually just started replying a troll emoji to all of his comments. Well, this guy takes it from troll to goblin or ogre or he, something. He really, well, it's obvious he wants to be in studio and wake up yeah. in Missouri. He wants to be, but the one point... A lot of people the, do. The one, the one point that I, I think is worth mentioning, one of his biggest things that he wants us to cover, and I wish he would have heard it, because I did. I, it's up on our website, 939theeagle.com. I'd encourage a representative to take a look at the story. He wanted us to cover the two MoDOT employees who were struck by the, um, he was saying a lack of funding. Really, it may have been a lack of funding, but it was really distracted driver that hit three MoDOT employees. Two were killed in St. Louis. I actually covered that extensively when it, this couple weeks ago, we had a huge conference here in Columbia. Missouri ranked last in this country, last. Mm-hmm. Uh, in safety, we covered it. Quite frankly, Republicans did not look very good in those stories. They didn't because they've been in control. So um, I would strongly encourage him to read those stories. We covered it. And Lieutenant Governor Mike Kehoe um, had some very powerful statements basically begging people, slow down and pay attention. So he's asking us to cover something we did cover extensively. And uh, quite frankly, I was the only reporter there, so I don't know what else he wants us to do on that. If there's charges filed, we'll cover it. But we've covered it also with the director of MoDOT, Patrick McKenna, 
who told me on the record one of those one of those employees was carrying an unborn child, and the mm. as I recall him telling me the unborn child was killed too. Oh my god! Yes, it was terrible. It was horrific. So slow down. We, we do get texts. Uh, there's a guy that uh, works with Boone County Highway Department. He sends us texts all the time. Those folks, MoDOT workers, and those other folks out there on 63 or when they're out there on 54, 50, I 70, yeah. man. Have you ever, like, your car broke down on the side of yeah. a highway? It's a scary spot to be. It is. Much less eight hours a day doing that. Standing out in the stuff. And you don't know if, you know, somebody's had a couple of, you know, an, an early happy hour coming home. Or you don't know if somebody's texting. You know, that's, man, well, God bless you guys. Well, we're coming up on the, you know, one-year anniversary of a first responder. Yes. Mm-hmm. In Columbia being struck and killed on the side of the highway working a you know, traffic accident early in the morning. God, that was terrible. You know, my fiance is a firefighter and I worry just as much when they're working an accident on the side of the road as when he's in a burning building mm-hmm. because of, you know, stories like that. Yeah, no question. It's in, in, in Hannah, your, your uh, fiance has a very dangerous job with that. But uh, to the representative's point, we have, obviously, it's a big priority for MoDOT and the legislature, and we've covered it. So, and we'll continue to be, to the best of my knowledge, charges were not filed. But we did cover it, even though it was in St. Louis, because it was brought up multiple times at the Capitol and certainly during the conference I covered. Also, as we talk about state, uh, state stuff that could be impactful uh, to you, Scott Fawn, Missouri Times, and also does this week in Missouri Politics. The TV show. He's joining us 735. Some thoughts on Jay Ashcroft and that library book ban. And what he says is the biggest story right now. When we talk amongst folks at the Capitol, what he says is the biggest story right now. Scott Fawn is here at 735 this morning. Uh, and here's the thing with a lot of these uh, Democrats. And Hannah and I, pretty healthy, pretty healthy discussion the other day regarding perception on things. And maybe not necessarily, but this is from a political realm. But perception, people... Uh, in different walks of life, politically, socially, and economically, their perceptions, like if I'm hanging out with a millionaire, that their perception of what problems are <laughs> a little bit different than mine. Yeah. Uh, and you could apply that not just to money, but I think, uh, you know, when it comes to uh, social issues and when it comes to political issues. Pelosi, yesterday on MSNBC... Being asked about these... Po- this is universal that the economy sucks, right? Unless you're Joe Biden. Yeah. And it, then it's... On, what is it? On fire? Uh, it's... it's <laughs> Strong as hell. Strong as hell. Whatever. While you're licking the ice cream cone. Yeah. It's strong as hell. I think you had a brain freeze. <laughs> with, with the dunce cap and the little little flan, uh, fan on top. It spins. So Pelosi yesterday trying to s- dispute on MSNBC the findings of these polls. Well, first of all, uh, let me say uh, that I think that much of what you've said I don't agree with. That is okay. to say, the New York Times poll, I think, is an outlier poll. The New York Times outlier poll, which shows, yeah, Americans unhappy with the economy, Biden's at fault. That is not an outlier. That is about every single poll everywhere. Cite one poll, but all the other it's polls. It's also the real clear politics average no. is showing similar issues. No, th- but they, but that. W- no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sure enough. No. No. It was one that brought down the average and it was an outlier. It wasn't even that big a sample. So. Uh- <laughs> Which, by the way, she sounds like us whenever we talk about why we don't like polls. Don't we, haven't we all said that before? 
Yeah, I mean, I think this year, more than anything, is a big year for the pollsters because, again, I think if they get it really wrong this year, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of people out there who are just saying, you know what, polls are worth virtually nothing. Well, there was a hurricane this year. <laughs> Dick Morris, John Marsh's classic question to that. Hurricane, uh, that's why the poll, my polling was off. Maybe it was closer to on the money than we realized. Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Anything can happen, I guess. Uh, and then more proof about this: these these Democrats who are hung on things like Latinx, gender identity, whether that's your actual gender or not. Uh, the other thing they don't get is crime. New York City Mayor Eric Adams, Democrat, saying the major crime there, it's just a perception problem. But he goes beyond that. He talks about how we feel. Do you feel safe? And we're dealing with the perception of fear that people are feeling. That's the combination. And I must deal with that perception. If you are in fear, that is your perception. And he's saying, uh, he's not saying crime is a perception. He's saying people that fear, it's a perception issue. That is not, that is real. If you feel that, you can't take that away from somebody. It's not a perception issue. My goodness. Coming up. We're going to be doing What's Hot with Hannah. Just something kind of fun to talk about around the office place today. What do you have for us today, Hannah? Have you picked out your Halloween costume yet? Yeah, I've already worn it a couple of times. As oh, a of fact. what? TMI. <laughs> this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. 25-ish, which means it's... It's 726. Time for What's Hot with Hannah. You know, we're sitting here on October 19th. Halloween is approaching. Stephanie, I'm sure your kiddos are getting very excited. Have they picked out their Halloween costumes yet? And they have, and they are completely ridiculous. Of course. I would expect nothing less. Was it Drew last year that went as a like WWE guy? Macho man Randy Savage <laughs> in like red leather and leopard with with like streamers on the arm. <laughs> of course your kid would do that. Yes. Um Google Trends has released the hottest trending like Google searches for Halloween costumes for twenty twenty two. And I'm kind of surprised at what the top 10 are. There's some missing, like, movie characters from the list, I think. Um, let's see. Number one is still a witch. Really? Yes. And number two is Spider-Man. Yeah. Three, dinosaur. Four is, like, Stranger Things, which is a Netflix TV show. She said, looking at me because I have no cultural I, hipness. I had to uh, Gen Z explain you. <laughs> Um, let's see. Then a fairy pirate rabbit. <laughs> Wait. Wonder what kind of a rabbit. fairy pirate? Well, then there's three. Five was fairy. Who dresses up as a rabbit for Halloween? Well, I wonder if it's a a, a bunny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> see, bunny and rabbit, those are two way different things, okay. John. We know this, don't we? Because <laughs> I had the same question, and then I thought about it for another second and went, oh, yeah. Um, and then a cheerleader, a cowboy, and Harley Quinn. Oh, yeah. But trending is like Hocus Pocus 2. It's farther down in the ranks. What about Top Michael Myers? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Top Gun Maverick is trending at number 44. Saw that at a party Thursday. I just figured that like Top Gun would be a lot higher up on the list. Maybe, maybe the president's getting rid of the... Uh, aviator sunglasses trend i don't know i think because it's so easy you just need really a flight jacket and shades and maybe if you want to actually get a flight suit 
Yeah, that's what Chris and I bought. We have matching flight suits. I think it's a fine line between janitor and uh, <laughs> Top Gun, right? Uh, Mine has an America patch on it, so it's that's that's what distinguishes it between janitor and, and flight. <laughs> so what are, what are the weird things you said your kids are doing this year? Uh, they're like inflatables. Um, so they like in, they self-inflate. So uh, Eden is like an explorer, and she's like riding a tiger, and the tiger is like this huge inflatable on either side of her. Oh, that's cool. And Drew is the one, you've seen it probably before, it looks like he's being like uh, ab- abducted. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. That should not be in a part of the library that the minor is going to have access to. Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft chatting with our news partners, ABC 17. By the way, he's uh, in studio, I think, next week or right before the election, talking about everything we'll need to know as it relates to the election. We are 20 days away, and I want to bring in Scott Fawn, host the TV show This Week in Missouri Politics. And a great, if you're looking for really good insight and analysis on state news uh check out the missouri times uh today he's uh wants to be introduced as scott cronkite scotty cronkite which is way better than the intro i was going to give you you want to hear the intro i was going to give you absolutely and i decided not to use fll maybe it's because you would get it uh but i like scotty cronkite too i was going to introduce you as the one of the few people in my social circle that takes the phrase toothbrush literally <laughs> because it, <laughs> but I'll save it for the roast, man. <laughs> that, that, that's just old fashioned hillbilly race. Right on. Right uh, I'm either one to be Scotty. I like our man that's running for Congress who's going to get slaughtered in this race. I like the, I like his play though. I either think of Scotty Cronkite or Scotty Hawks. Oh man, we're losing the signal here. Scotty. Uh-oh. Well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Does he want that last name because, like, Jack Truman, it's going to, like, give him name ID? I was thinking, if you're the kind of person <laughs> who picks people on the ballot and, you know, by their last name only, are you, like, the same kind of person who picks the wine bottle by the label? <laughs> like, which picture is cuter? You walk into the ballot box and you're like, which name do I like best? Is that how it's done, Marsh? That's, uh... On the money more than you think, you know, I, especially when you have a guy like uh, Jay Ashcroft, yeah. whose who's given name is just like his father, John Ashcroft, on the ballot. So, yeah, most oh. definitely. So, Scotty Cronkite, hanging out with us here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Stephanie Bell, producer Hannah Bryan, Housworth, John Marsh, I am Brandon Rathard. So, what's the Scotty Cronkite gig, Scott? Well, I just figure if we could trade off that last name, I mean, it works for other people. I think it might work for me. Uh, I guess as long as I don't write a book that's got any dirty pictures in it or anything, I guess I'm good. Well, and we've seen it happen before. I mean, we saw when Michaela Burke tried to challenge Sarah Walsh, and suddenly she was Michaela Burke Skelton <laughs> for the campaign. And she had never used the Skelton name really before, but for the campaign, she sure did. Anyway. She should have said, we'll sell this with a game of Scrabble. <laughs> I would have liked the chances. Uh, so let me ask you, so, uh, and, and I appreciate it. By the way, what our Secretary of State, Jay Ashcroft, who run for governor, uh, what he said there is real simple. Listen, we have these foul books, and Stephanie and I have looked at these books. Uh, I don't know if it was more disgust or shame when we looked at some of these books that are in libraries that are geared towards kids. We were looking at pictures one morning, and it was blowing me away, and I appreciate this, what Ashcroft is saying. Those books just don't belong in kids' sections. But what about this idea... You have a secretary of state coming out with a policy-like idea. I mean, it seems, and I don't disagree with the guy. 
But what are your thoughts on a Secretary of State doing something like this? I, the first question that always comes to my mind is, what kid reads library books? I mean, seriously. Maybe I was just, you know, maybe it's just a hillbilly tradition and not read books and you're a little kid. But what little kid goes, to, oh, Dad, I want to go to the library today to get a book. But I, I assume that must happen to somebody. Uh, you know, I think it's fine to have ideas, but for the most part, the executive branch enforces the laws, right? Um, I, I, I tend to think the problem with society probably is not the overabundance of reading of books from libraries by little kids, but I could be wrong. Well, and, and the Secretary of State actually is, like, in charge of the library. You know, you kind of wonder what some of these folks do. And he, everyone knows him as in charge of kind of business services and elections. But the state library and, like, records and archives also kind of fall under his umbrella. So, Isn't he in charge of the one library, not all the libraries? Well, Like the one here in town? <laughs> yes, that's true. So, you know, when you go into the Secretary of State's office, when you go into the building, there's a pretty substantial library there. Uh, what if you were to go, is, is there a librarian in that library? Yes. Shop? Really? Yes. I'm just going to float the idea that you would have more people from Butler County actually go to that library if they thought there was dirty books there. Because <laughs> <laughs> right now, the only person in Butler County I've ever seen go in that library is me when I was waiting to see Jay. But if I thought there was dirty books in there, I have a much better chance of actually going to the library. All right, Scotty Cronkite. Uh, from Missouri Times this week in Missouri politics. Hanging out with us this morning here on uh, Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Uh, so what is right now, of course, special session a couple of weeks ago, one of the most impactful uh, things to happen for a while, and that is an increase in paychecks because of the conservative, Republican, majority-led state house passed meaningful stuff. The governor signed it into law. You get more money in your paychecks. Tax rates going down. That aside, what's the big talk in Jefferson City right now? Uh, two things. One, if you can find someone when the tax cut goes into effect that can notice it, I think I'd love to talk to that person. I would love for Brian to find that person and find out how much they saved. I think I think it's going to be a very interesting thing to know who who notices this. But right now, the biggest talk in the in the, in the Capitol is it going to be puff puff pass or puff puff fail? It's a pot thing. <laughs> Uh, right, it's a, it's a really interesting debate, and I, I think it's odd how they're going about it. Currently, if you go to the doctor, and I think pretty much there's like 85 things you can get a, a pot card for. Pretty much any doctor just checks the box, and you pay your office visit and go on. And then you can go to places, and I, I tell you, Missouri Boulevard in Jeff City, the dispensary is a very classy place. If you're just a, a, a couple going to church on Sunday morning, you could drive right by that. You'd never know it's old pot. What are the insides of those dispensaries like, Scotty Con Cronkite? See, I'm German. We drink our vodka. So I really don't know. Trick question. Good work. Uh, I just, I'm just German, and I, I certainly have a lengthy list of vices. Pot's not one of them, so I really don't know. But I've heard they're very nice, like an Apple store in there, from folks that uh, that partake. Uh, so the, essentially, they're going to legalize it. And they want to use this same structure, but there's folks that want to just kind of sell pot everywhere. They're pretty ticked. And so their argument isn't, hey, pot's bad. Yeah. I mean, look, my mom in West Butler County, she would vote against pot if she thought she was voting against pot, right? She's not for the pot. That was the, that was the case when I was in high school, and that's the case today. But their, their messaging campaign is that it's too regulated. Like, they want yeah. more people to be able to sell pot more places, and they've got opposition. And in Missouri, it's traditionally very easy to get a no on these things and very hard to get a yes. 
So it's going to be interesting. I would thought on its face, like it has in other states, once you do medical, they just pass recreational. But in Missouri, you're seeing some pushback, and it's coming from the right wing, and it's complaining about the regulation. I think what you're seeing is folks that didn't get a license, that applied for licenses to sell pot and didn't get one, they're kind of banding together to say, no, 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 we're going to beat this and try to throw the whole system out. So let me let me ask you this, and I know uh, Marsh is giving me the elbow here because I know he wants to bend your ear for a second, too. Um, do you know? So the thing with Amendment 3, yeah, it's legalized weed, but it does some other things. It allows folks that are in jail, if there are any, left in prison on simple marijuana offenses, nonviolent marijuana offenses, allows them to petition. Uh, it's really the uh, licensing process. So there's enough stuff there that really has people thinking. There's very few people that I hear come at this on a moral angle anymore. I will ask you this. Do you, and you don't have to say how you're voting unless you want to. But do you know the way that you are going to vote 20 days from now on Amendment 3? Sure. I'm going to vote for it. I, I think they've done a good job. Listen, I, I believe you should get to make your own choices personally. Now, I don't choose to smoke pot. But but that's just probably the German in me. Anheuser Busch just done a great job. Maybe if you put a if you put a red a red A with an eagle flying through it on the on the rolling papers, I might be into it. I'm just German. I just drink probably too much. Nancy Gibbs almost killed me Monday with it. One more in me uh, put me in an early grave Monday. Well, hey, I, I on, don't do it, but okay. I, I think you should be able to. Listen right? on so, on that note. Seriously, if you ever want to do something different, you know your boy here don't drink anymore. Seven hundred eighty six days. If you ever decide you want to do something different, you let me know. All right, our guest Scotty Cronkite from Missouri Times joining us this morning here on Wake Up Mid Missouri. Scott, I'll be those, Scott, those of us who watch the uh, Sunshine Law stuff caught uh, Greg Keller's article in Missouri Times and mm-hmm. talking about the Personal Privacy Protection Act and that all passed during the session and all. Could you outline a little bit of Greg's story, especially how it uh, affects something the OA commissioner did? Well, the OA commissioner, Ken Zellers, OA is the most important job in state government that isn't the governor. Uh, if there if there is a job that would be deputy governor, it would be the OA commissioner. It, it's impossible in this length of this show to outline all of the responsibilities of OA. But but pretty much anything that's administrated, they have a hand in. And look, I think Greg's case is that that they're interpreting this this wrong. I think Greg is kind of pro sunshine law, and and obviously with all, everything Greg, he does it in a pretty effective way. Um, OA has a lot to say grace over and. Frankly, I mean, I think you're seeing with there's there's two things happening right now. You have the issue with the personal privacy information, uh, and you have some contracts that were let for bid, and one of them is is going to be a big deal in the legislature. You're going to hear this. I I guarantee you, you won't get to Martin Luther King Day without having a guest on your show bring this up. There was a contract from this company, um, and they had they they give you a ride to the hospital right for Medicaid. So if you're sick, the, the state now will pay to pick you up and take you to the doctor and bring you home. Well, this company ditched the state twice, like just wrote a letter says we're no longer doing this. Just totally left people waiting to see the doctor at their house. The car doesn't come. So this company they, they and this other company came in, stepped in and said, we'll take over. We'll take over. We'll, we'll organize it and get it going. Well, they've had the contract for 10 years now. And this company that has left the state in the lurch twice gets gets the bid. I mean, in a shocking situation and probably exposes some problems with the state's bidding process. I mean, would you want your grandma 
waiting on someone to take her to the doctor, and the old boys twice have just ditched out and not shown up, and you hire them a third time? I think it's a process problem with Medicaid, and that's where I think you're going to see the next round of, okay, let's dig into these emails with bids and what have you. There's a lawsuit going on right now. Chuck Hatfield, who I guess he just wakes up in the morning and wins lawsuits all day, he's got the case. So if I was OA, I'd be very concerned about, I tell you what, if I was in state government and Chuck Hatfield was on their side of you, I wouldn't feel good about that day. Uh Okay, moving on, I want to ask uh, real quickly, uh, how concerned are you about free hams? <laughs> free hand, uh, you know, there's many things in life I'm concerned about. Uh, the Cardinals pitching rotation, um, the Cardinals outfield, um, the supply of Bud Light in the central Missouri area, but free hand is not one of them. But, but free ham, like Trudy Bush Valentine is, is criticizing Eric Schmidt for taking a free ham from Smithfield, I guess, right? And saying... well. I think Gussie's daughter is a nice person, and I respect her for taking the ballot slot of the losing side here. But I, I, I hope that these last few weeks, as it gets darker and dimmer and less likely to win, she is a very nice person. And I've seen people in these races grasp at straws. Uh, you're literally, gra- I mean, I, I just, I have a hard time thinking. Any Missouri family is going to really look down on Eric Schmidt for taking a free hand from Jewel Paddock. Right. I just just don't see it. I, it's almost like they had some tweet he had about Kanye West, and they're like, oh, well, you're obviously very anti-Semitic. I, I, I think she's a nice person who's going to get beat probably double digits. I, see she, I saw she put $3 million of her money into the campaign. That's admirable, right, to be a good soldier and kind of – finish finish it out but but let's be real as long as you know when the republicans were in office you could fill your truck up and hand the clerk 220s and get folding money back now you have to swipe your card twice to fill your truck up all right there's just no hope to win i gotta get i gotta get going uh says a guy who gives trudy bush valentine a lot of money in the way of bush beer uh scott (laughs) scotty cronkite missouri time who do you have this week on missouri paul this week in missouri politics you know, I think we're going to have a debate uh, uh, about this Amendment Three. So I guess we'll just we'll, we'll roll them up and 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 kick the topic around, and we'll find out where the opposition comes from and uh, what the supporters say. Hey, uh, that might be one. We'll get you some more viewers. They're gonna they're gonna uh, light up on this week of Missouri politics and debate. The- this is Wake Up Mid Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Everybody knows who he is. He's a celebrity in our community. Every day. You- even if you're having a rough day, you drive by, see him smiling. It just it has to put a smile on your face. I don't really dig this guy in Fulton. Pastor Mike Krausen, several months ago, earlier this year, Emily Spain from KOMU Channel 8. She does a really cool feature I happen to like. It's MVP. And uh, the reason I like it because she does like kind of like what we try to do here on Feel Good Fridays here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. We try to highlight cool people doing cool things. Yeah. Some more of the nicer stuff, more positive stuff. Yeah. Yes, things like that. And that's kind of what uh, Emily Spain does with her MVP feature on Channel 8. But she was talking about this pastor, Mike Krausen, uh, for like 20 years, uh, second in Bluff Streets in Fulton. He just sits out there in a wheelchair and just waves at people and they honk and everything. And it was just a cool, I think it was back like right at the start of the summer or something. And we talked about it because it was a feel-good Friday event. And as a matter of fact, we reached out to Emily Spain and said, hey, man, that was really cool. Well, there's an update, apparently. According to uh, Channel uh, Channel 8, uh, folks in the congregation 
So he's been the pastor of Harmony Baptist Church for like 25 years now. So in an effort to give back to him, the church's congregation and other folks in Fulton, I'm sure other folks from around mid-Missouri, uh, they donated nearly 15 grand to get him a new wheelchair because oh. he's, yeah, even, you know, he's in a wheelchair. He's like, but you know what? I'm still, uh, still of service to community. And how cool is that? By the way, to see somebody sitting out on the roadway every morning waving and not holding a sign, by the way, that says any amount helps. God bless you. <laughs> he's not asking for money. It's cool. Like he's giving back. And that's the thing that he's bringing joy to people in Fulton. Yeah. And I'm sure it brings him joy. One of my favorite things I ever did was there was a color run running by our church and we got a big group of people together and we just gave free high fives, you know, and yeah. it gives you joy, like bringing joy to other people. Now, if I was by myself just handing out high fives <laughs> on the street, people would probably be afraid. Nine one one. We got a crazy I mean, we, woman out here. We had that Nashland for a bit. We had the crossing guard who wore the crazy hat and yeah. like brought just a little bit of you know. You never know what people wake up to. So a smile, a friendly pastor waving on the corner. I mean, that's amazing. What dedication to his community. I love that. And then they got him a wheelchair, and so now he can... ATV wheelchair. <laughs> Did you see this wheelchair? It's cool, isn't it? Man, it's like something you'd see at Yellowstone in the winter. Like it's got treads on it to go over. It's like it's. Like a not a tank, but like tank tracks. Is that? Yeah, exactly. It's well, like a true off off 